Welcome to the Sound Mind Podcast, where I invite interesting guests from the music field and discuss with them topics such as musical and personal growth, pursuing excellence and self-talk, body and mind maintenance, practice and work routines, music business and more. I'm your host, Mikhail Krustel, and welcome to the Sound Mind Podcast. On today's episode, I have a really cool guest. Her name is Alexandra Schuklar, and she is an incredible percussionist and marimba artist. She is currently also touring venues and arenas worldwide with a famous movie composer Hans Zimmer in his band of soloists in projects The World of Hans Zimmer and Hans Zimmer Live. Uh, she is also occasionally recording soundtracks for Hollywood productions. She recorded recently soundtracks for SpongeBob and even the movie Dune. But the biggest reason why I wanted her uh, to join me on this podcast and to have a talk with her is because ever since I met her, and that goes already back in my teenage years, uh, she always had that spark, that drive for excellence. Uh, seeing her perform and, and also seeing her work and prepare for concerts uh, was always like, wow, this is an incredible level of, of uh, focus and, and dedication. And uh, I am extremely pleased and uh, extremely grateful uh, that uh, we can have a discussion and uh, to ask her a few questions and we are going to be able to share this podcast with you so i hope that you will enjoy and have fun welcome alexandra and yeah thanks for uh for being on this uh, podcast and even for being the first guest on this uh, podcast i find it amazing honor to have you here hi hi thank you so much for inviting me to be on your podcast what an introduction you made i mean <laughs> yeah 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 and 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 in my opinion <laughs> I'm like, uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah and in my opinion i would add even something like uh an, a side note would be like even though she is classically trained she can keep time which is like absolutely rare for <laughs> i think i think that's that's a skill that uh, you hopefully need. hopefully <laughs> that's something what i was always like man this 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 girl awesome yeah <laughs> oh god so basically half of this podcast was already the interview introducing introducing your uh basic uh i mean achievements and that so but tell me alexandra how does your um how should i say regular day uh look like like how how do you start your yeah just a regular day um uh, well when i'm um in vienna where i'm based um i normally i can tell you now the routine that i'm trying to maintain since maybe the last couple of weeks um yeah so i normally wake up do some sort of exercise um either yoga or i go for a run um and then slowly i come to my studio uh where i practice or create for something that is upcoming um then i have a little break 
and then some days in the week I continue with afternoon session uh practice session or whatever I have to work on or I squeeze in the office work uh which is also somehow um mandatory <laughs> yeah. um parallel to the creative part um so yeah that's that's how most of the days look like <clears throat> and um when did you was incorporating this morning routine such as sports and uh yoga was that always in your um frame or was that something you added recently or how how is uh with that well i i unfortunately i have a problem that i cannot stick to one sport activity for too long so i just go with the flow what what um what I vibe with the most. So at the moment, I really enjoy running and doing yoga. But for example, um, I also enjoyed for a couple of months just going to the gym and spending time there. Um, sometimes I really like to take some dance classes, dance lessons. Um, but that's more of, uh, let's say, soul food, like yoga and running. This makes me feel good, but I know that it's primarily for health. But in case I go to some dance lesson, then it's definitely for soul and my mm. inner fulfillment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when we see you performing with Hans Zimmer and suddenly he pulls you out to dance with you, that's like the fruit of uh, those are the fruits of your dancing classes, right? Let's say, let's call it like that. Yeah. Okay. 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 And um, I'm also curious about um, do you have a specific time frame or like that uh, let's say your warm-up routine on the instrument is that something what you go through a checklist every time uh, before you start doing some more session stuff or some recording uh how yeah how is how is it about that well, honestly, it really depends because um, percussion is such a versatile group of instruments. So depending on which instruments I'm currently working on, my warm-up also varies. So if I'm, for example, preparing some mainly focused on marimba, then I do some scales on marimba. If I have to perform something more multi-percussion oriented, um then i would definitely invest um some time on warming up on a snare drum or practice pad or something like that and if i have to do both then i tend to just implement both kinds of warm-ups in it which can be either scales or just some attitudes um on snare drum or some exercises that we normally have as percussionists um so yeah that that would be some sort of a starting out but of course it also depends um what the schedule is how tight the next performance is and how challenging it is and if it's something new that i have to learn then of course maybe the warm-ups um tend to shorten up and just to dedicate as much time to learning the new thing mm -mm -mm -mm. exactly and um 
how then so for example when you are working on a new uh, performance or a new piece for uh, an upcoming concert then as you say that would be uh in the majority of the focus of your practice and do you have let's say um as you as the as the date of the concert is approaching um let's say you have a week to perform uh something new or like a specific performance maybe even like some solo situation um is there like a gradual uh more intense training to it you know what i mean like is does it does it through as as the days are closing in do you have more like okay now i'm really doing this more now i'm maybe playing through or how can you maybe explain a little bit about that i'm really curious yeah well definitely if it's one week to the performance i um if it's a solo recital or solo with orchestra then it's definitely primarily focused on that and um i try to um let's say maybe play through from for someone also uh prior to the whatever either if it's concert or first rehearsal maybe once or twice and um also um i try to practice it in different tempi and fixing the details which because there are always certain spots that are tricky in each piece at least my experience is like that um so i really tend to um polish as much as possible uh those tricky spots uh until the day of performance mm -hmm. So you would then isolate, let's say, pieces of compositions and like then in, in what you mentioned that you practice with different tempos, did that mean that uh, you also play around with the general? Actually, this one has two questions. So these exercises mm -hmm. that you take out, that means that you start them slow and then build them up to normal tempo. That is the first one. The second one is uh, uh -huh. the changing of the tempo. I mean, also the global composition. They also play it slow and then speed it up. Or did you just mean the 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 critical spots of the compositions? Yeah, sometimes I just play them slower, uh, much slower than the original tempo, simply to uh, get again. Um, just to clarify it yet again because just to really having control if everything sits in slow tempo as well as in fast i mean original tempo and secondly the tricky phrases i normally play through and then i go back to them or i just repeat them while i'm playing through and then i move on to the next spot mm. Mm. and um Actually, now I have a question um, regarding your musical, how should I say, musical journey. Yeah, maybe that's mm -hmm. cool. Maybe that's a cool name. Um, so, as I mentioned before uh, in that uh, beautiful introduction that um, I've read for uh, our listeners, uh, you basically started off with a violin and then uh, moved to the percussion and i'm curious how and why did that happen and yeah can you tell me a little bit about that 
um yeah well i played violin and my um since i come from musical family um uh, my parents were somehow really um wanting me to at least finish the as we have in slovenia the primary music school of violin which is six years six grades yeah six years of learning the instrument but um after three years of playing in my fourth or fifth year i remember that i really had crisis like i really didn't want to first of all practice the violin and secondly i i somehow didn't see myself i didn't even want to finish this primary school but they said but listen if you started you have to you know have you have to make a complete some sort of thing that you're starting you cannot just change your mind in the middle um and then i said okay and then I, I continued but then the next struggle again kicked in and i was like oh you know i'm really struggling with this and uh, at the same time uh while i was thinking about quitting the violin somehow it it appeared that i really felt strongly connected I mean, I noticed that I feel strongly connected to the rhythm. And whenever I would hear some beats or groove or something, it would really strongly, nearly move me. Um, and then I said that I want to play drums first, right? That I want to play like drum set. And um, my parents then hesitated for a while. I think it took in total one year until I really convinced them that I really want to play drums or percussion and then it, it came really like a surprise it was end of the school year i was uh at that time still 10 turning 11 and when they told me that they inscribed me to percussion percussion lessons and yeah that was a really really uh, nice surprise and immediately as i started playing percussion i really felt um which is really helpful the whole environment of percussion is just simply the professors that i had um they were really so cool and so welcoming um and the whole environment is just simply uh somehow the vibe that i enjoyed a lot um to be in and yeah it simply felt right mm. yeah uh, i mean i i do know a little bit about the the music school that you visited because uh, we both come from the same uh town and it is true like the percussionists on on that school were always a little bit cool you know like it, it was this little community that was happening and like imagining that you guys would sometimes practice together in the same room with other loud instruments <laughs> like that's that's just insane how you know when i practice i am I'm bothered if a car passes by sometimes and I'm like, oh, imagine like, I think you guys went even through some special focus training, some mindfulness training unknowingly by being, uh, by doing that. And, um, well, thank you for sharing uh, this story. Um, on the other hand, uh, I'm also curious since you're coming from a family of musicians basically or that being one of the greatest composers uh, in slovenia uh, and uh, yeah your sisters also one of them i think it's playing correct me if i'm wrong playing the violin at the um was it the vienna philharmonics or something like that or radio symphony orchestra right right correct um i'm curious how was and even like your mom also uh 
she even gave me lessons as well as your dad um, in, in music. Um, so yeah, to me how, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. How how was this environment for for you? Like, how was this? On one side, you had this composer dad, and you know, knowledge in all its glory, uh, and yeah musical family how can can you maybe talk a little bit uh, about that well the thing is that um growing up in family of musicians to me it felt and it still feels really normal right because for me it was nothing unusual that my dad is a composer and uh, my mom conductress later on also a teacher in uh, in the high music school which we both visited and sister violinist. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, um, I mean, it definitely it was always very much music focused. It was a lot of classical music being played at our mm-hmm. home since I was a child. There was a lot of classical music just simply, um, what was at the time on like, cd players and um things and and well it still is whenever i come home there is either like mezzo program on or um program Ars slovenia which mm. is the uh, known for um right classical yeah. music so yeah I, I really grew up um i have memories definitely memories of this but we were of course always um also singing a lot either at home or on our road trips because we were often traveling from Serbia to Slovenia so yeah then we would have like four voices um uh, songs on road trips so yeah but these are really nice memories I mean now that I think probably um not many people have this kind of experience but for me it was really normal yeah sounds usual yeah sounds very precious indeed and um was it ever uh, a strong calling also for example oof, i maybe one day also want to become uh, a composer or how was that because yeah music as a musician you can be and you are in different roles right like you're either a co-creator or then a soloist or sideman or like was there maybe a specific calling like did you feel a calling stronger from one side and if so why is that so um well honestly um i i really first of all enjoy learning new things in the instruments from the pieces that are being written already because um it it challenges you in a way depending of course of the level of the piece but it's challenges you first to learn something new and then to um master whatever these technical specialities this piece can have that you just improve your playing also with that um so that's that's something that i really enjoy doing but on the other hand uh, now in terms of composing i didn't i never really felt a strong call for it it would be sometimes here and there something, but nothing really serious. It was just a bunch of some ideas. So now I'm I've started digging into the world of creating some music, maybe a couple of months ago, and it's a completely different um, approach because, like, oh, I have to be creative and 
it should be some idea and I have to develop it and it has to become a piece. So like, it doesn't come just like that. I mean, obviously I, I guess once you have more uh, experience with it, I guess it maybe moves in a different way, but it's just, um, it's in a way challenging because you can, I, I know that I can just sit like for one hour trying out things or two or three and then I just it's it's still not it's not there yet simply like so um I don't know maybe but probably you have more experience with this yeah I think it's I think it's the same like practicing an instrument you just sit with it right like and you dedicate time and some days something cool shows up some days nothing at all but I really see it like uh, 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 just dedicating time to it. That's that's literally the best what I can do. Um, but and yeah, sometimes sometimes like we say, oh, today it was kind of an unfocused or something something practice, you know. But that's that's out of my hands. My hands are like being there, <laughs> sitting with it, you know. And then the train sometimes mm -hmm. stops, sometimes just goes by and ignores me. Um, but I'm also curious, like, since you're such a high level um, musician, did you ever have moments of, you know, what, let's say, what is Alexandra's self-talk, you know, when it comes to the days when there's like little, little, how do you call it, little inside energy to, to do things? Like, I'm curious, what's your self-motivation um, to, to continue for this excellence, for this, yeah. How do you pursue this path? Mm, you mean, are you asking me about the, when maybe there is a day when it goes a bit. Correct. When yeah, the motivation example, is not yeah, there. Yeah, 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 when, yeah. The, when the low, when, you know, you, you know, you still have the freaking concert happening, but your energy is low or whatever. So I'm, I'm curious a little bit, how do you tackle that? Like, what is, what is the self-talk that you give? Well, I think first of all that in the moments when um if there is no specific if the motivation is not at its highest, let's say, I think that that important thing is uh to take uh day by day to do something nice for yourself. So no matter how um challenging or how important this next concert for you is, um I think it's important to really take care of yourself in a way as well. Like, uh, I don't know, whatever relaxes you, maybe reading a book, maybe going to the spa. I don't know. It depends who does, what. what is the specific thing for each person. Because I had times when I was, I think I had like, I had, it was literally, I don't know, I did sometimes some, unlogical things but I had to do them like I, I remember I had 10 days before my solar recital I had like every evening a performance in the opera of something completely else that was like three hours long but at the same time I had to practice the solo repertoire that I had to perform the day after the last performance of the opera so um, I know that I was really, it wasn't, it was really like, oh my God, I had to make this happen. So I know that I was just really, I had to like, I think I was like, I had to like have just like moment 
bus up and like nothing just i don't know 15 minutes a day however just to relax because to me meditation in those cases uh it doesn't really um help i have to say maybe it does a little but i don't tend to uh, it doesn't really make make an effect when it's like um really uptight so um i think it's important for everyone to discover what is the thing that can relax you and um just for a bit so you can just know that you know you you have to also take credit for your work what you are actually working you cannot just be like oh but it's just that it's just that no you have to actively practice five hours a day and then you have at least three hours of the opera in the evening so um yeah just to to find something that makes you go through this uh in a bit easier way mm. and do you also sometimes practice like um i know i started this recently is a day of nothing like um oh, yeah. that as well yeah. like in a week you would choose okay sunday nothing day you know i know sometimes uh, i depends on your schedule of course but do you do you also uh, do that or you know i do that but sometimes this happens normally um it can happen very spontaneously because if i don't have any um let's say concert that it's happening shortly that i have a lot of time until the next thing um then it can happen really spontaneously and then i'm just like well okay maybe today i should just take a day off and read a book or go to swim to the danube or something it's nice to combine all these things but sometimes it just happens that that it comes i don't have though a specific day in a week um because it's um my schedule is it's still somewhat um i don't know how to say this word in english i know it's in german but I'll, I'll yeah yeah exactly it's not like really um yeah like a fixed timetable yeah. yeah exactly and you were mentioning now a couple of times you already mentioned reading reading books what do you enjoy reading is what yeah what are you currently reading maybe well i just finished a book by our slovenian author evald flisar um I, I finished his book which is called the father's letters to the son so which are basically his letters to his son and um it's a really wonderful book i don't think that um this one i'm not sure it has been translated but there is his uh, number one book that it's translated in like over I don't know 40 languages uh the sorcerer's apprentice um in Slovenian it's if you want to read it <laughs> Charovnikov Vajanets <laughs> was that maybe so, the, the um, that, thing that... was that the thing that the movie was also recorded on or maybe that's another one you know with Nicolas Cage or no I think that's, that's another one else. Right. no they were planning to work on that movie i think with robert redford included but then i think because of some financial situation it finally didn't work out but like um i'm really impressed by this writer because i met i met him personally i was one of the um 
his book presentations in Slovenia uh, in March, I think. And um, yeah, now finally I, I read this one to the end. And um, yeah, but normally I read just, I don't know, really different kinds of books. I, either it's like novels or it's something on like self-growth, um, positive psychology and so on. Mm-mm-mm. Wonderful. And um, did you in all this, sorry, I'm, I think I'm jumping now from topics, but it just sometimes just things pop up. Uh, did you ever had moments like, well, I think I really shouldn't do this anymore, like musically, or did, did that ever come and uh, yeah, like feelings of doubt and uh, did that ever enter? Uh, you mean that I completely quit music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that you would, for example, say, hmm, okay, this is a little bit weird or like, how? yeah. Yeah, funny enough, it did happen. Um, but I think it was never that strong that I would say I want to quit completely. I know, let me just go back to like high school. Um, because my parents, I have to really say they were never, um, they never forced me to do music. They wanted me to finish this primary school, but they never said you must be a musician. They really said you can do really whatever you want if you want to do something else just do something else like you're not obliged to be a musician um so i know that um maybe at the end of the high school there was a first moment when i was thinking should i or should i maybe try out something else because i was interested also I don't know, for example, languages, and I thought maybe it would be cool to study some language properly, some other language. Um, but yeah, I have to say that it has never been um, strong enough to just say, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Because mm. in the pure essence, I really love percussion. The pure essence is that I love percussion and I know that whatever the reason was that would make me want to uh, think of of quitting was not my love towards the instrument, but were the um, circumstances outside of it. Um, so, yeah, I can I can just say that this love towards percussion has always um it has always won simply yeah well thank you for sharing this story um and yeah it is true right like uh as long as the core is healthy and and that that inner uh how you say yeah just maybe maybe the value why are you doing this right you can always kind of you know storms are gonna fly behind you and and you know trees are gonna fall whatever you know and it's great that yeah that that you find yourself still and and thank thanks to whoever right because otherwise you know you wouldn't be making this <laughs> fantastic music uh, that you do and um <clears throat> i also have a question what do you find uh the most the most challenging as being uh, a musician like what is for you the most challenging aspect of this musician life 
Well, for me at the moment, being a freelancer, the most challenging thing is having this force within you to push you forward when you are on your own in terms, many things depends just on you. And um, this self-motivation, uh, work towards something else, even like just, just um, making yourself grow, but that everything has to come from you. You know, um, I think that can be sometimes challenging because you are in a way your own boss and you have to set your deadlines to yourself. Um, and there is this fine line, how strict can you be with yourself? How, how can you just let it go? And it's, I find this at the moment, like, I don't know, maybe next year it will be something else, but, um, for now I would say this because I don't have um, anyone who would who would be mad at me if I don't I don't know finish a piece until that date or you know um, so um, it's it's I would say it's this at the moment yeah and do you do you follow or do you use specific methods to keep you in check with your progress and uh, and work um yeah i have a kind of uh at the moment now I, I also shift things because sometimes you know i always need something new in a way so now i have a little um booklet where i write what should be done for this week and um Maybe I just focus on a period of two months time. What do I have to do? What has to be accomplished by a certain date? Um, but then, of course, about the long-term goals, it's still to come. <laughs> I have to focus on that in the next days. Um, but yeah, I always write, like, just to have um, some kind of an overview, how many hours and how many things have to be um dedicated to certain things mm. mm -hmm. and um so i asked now about your challenges and we dove a little bit into that but on the other hand or as a contrast to that i'm curious what do you find empowering and what do you find great in this um being a musician life well, I just love performing and I think that performance in front of people and that adrenaline that kicks in and those emotions that you are able to share and pull out from your inside and um, just transmit them to the audience. Um, I think that's something very unique and very special and I don't know, there is nothing nothing else that fills me up in that way um it's truly truly special and um i think everyone who is a musician must be really really happy to be just able to share something with uh, the people in that way mm. yeah great 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 thought um and i always remember you uh since since ever as this like how to call it like a true powerhouse of of just <laughs> doing and getting stuff 
done. And I remember like um, one of, I, I think I already mentioned uh, you this before, but it was, it was, I think I just got the driving license in Slovenia or something like, um, so what was it like high school or something? And we went to uh, practice at this uh, one music school. And I, for the first time I was like, because I always thought that I'm a little bit weird because I'm spending time with instruments and I, you know, like for three hours and, you know, da, 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 da. and um, it was so amazing to me to see like another person like, like driving and, and, and I mean, driving, like going for it. And like, I remember when I went into that, so we came to the music school and like, we practiced there i think it was like a day off because the whole music school was empty and yeah, I it was closed it wasn't open yeah right and i remember that i was i sat down and i was like hmm, I rem i'm curious how long is this gonna last before she would like to go home you know like and and because you know i like to kind of dive in and like you know working on it and grinding and, ta -ta -ta. and that time mm -hmm. and i remember like several times so probably now she's gonna you know and i and then the time just didn't come and i was like wow that's so cool like i have i have i had this and it was this like maybe the first time like a tribe tribe feeling you know that first and i didn't even realize it when mm -hmm. it was happening then but maybe a couple of years later it, it like in hindsight i was thinking about it you know how how cool is that 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 yeah and 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 also this like talking to you now and having you on the, on the podcast feels very very empowering that that we are able to share and that you can share your uh techniques your 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 process and and that with with the with the listeners and the people uh watching with me definitely what stayed the most was kind of in the beginning when you said when uh, we were talking about playing and preparing for the concert i think it's very important um mm -hmm. to just prepare or make conditions as you would be performing i think that one is a very very strong tool right that you just play for someone that you that you yeah just try to play it as it as it would be on the gig right like and then some things might go wrong or you know because when you play the whole set you know you just have to wing it you gotta you gotta go right so i think that one uh will definitely stay with me uh today and uh because yeah i find it such a su such a strong and powerful tool as well as you said you know like just do what what is up until the concert that's basically what it means right like giving your full potential already before the concert so you kind of set the stage um so uh on another note uh where can people uh get to you like how how where can they find out about you what do you think is the best where are you the most active so they know what's going around alexandra shukler uh music life well i would say that the most up-to-date is definitely the instagram <laughs> account um so you can find me at alexandra.sukler um then my website which is alexandrasukler.com and also the facebook page yeah i i think i will uh i mean i know i will leave all these infos <laughs> in the note uh below the video and in the comments uh under the audio 
and maybe even i'm gonna throw in a video or two of you performing um yeah i have this fantastic i've seen this fantastic video of you performing mombasa so i think the um, oh. audience will appreciate uh, that as well um for now and uh i think yeah i know that's it uh i really from the depths of my heart i really thank you thank you for um having you on this uh podcast uh i really appreciate everything the ins and outs that you shared with me and us and uh yeah i wish you a successful career uh further thank you so much thank you so much once again for inviting me it's been a huge pleasure if these topics are relevant to you or if they happen to inspire or help you in any way please do me a favor and take a few seconds to follow and rate this podcast by doing so you will directly help it grow and if while listening to this episode you realize that any of your friends might benefit from it share it through your socials or with them directly i'm your host michael Krustel. thank you for listening and until next time i wish you a sound mind